Kenson. Uh, and his, we'll just say, what happens with him at the end was really cool. I guess I don't want to spoil it. Fought honorably, but yeah. let's just say. Uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> I was trying not to spoil it, damn it! <laughs> everybody, it's the Anime Summit Podcast, coming to you live from a mountain bunker deep in the heart of somewhere in the Midwest. I'm Nick, and with me is Danny. Hello. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam is out today, so you're going to get some, you're going to get a, a Disney character voice for Sam, okay? <laughs> That's that. <laughs> That's point. the punishment. <laughs> We're gonna. What we're gonna do, actually, this this Sam being out actually helps me because then I didn't have to finish the new Witch for Mercury Gundam. Uh, so I'm gonna finish that, and we're both gonna have a little chit chat mini episode for that at some point soon. So. So yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about Spring 2023 anime today. Me and Danny, Nick and Danny, Danny and Nick. Is it? It's it's either Dicky or Nan. Nanny. <laughs> and then Danny and Sam is Sami or S- 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 no da- da- Dami. Dom. Oh yeah, it's that's Dami. Dami. That's Dami. <laughs> okay. And then Nick and Sam is uh sick. <laughs> All right. So before we start here, we got some uh contact info. I'm just going to I'm going to rush through it and I'm going to trim. I'm going to trim some time off this episode cuz well, it's my don't episode now. Well, forget to pause for the ad. <laughs> Okay. When do we do? When do we pause for the ad? We can actually pause right info? now. Here, let's just. All right, pause we're right gonna now. pause right now. All right. Okay, and that was the ad. What an ad! What a great ad! All right, so <laughs> contact info: we have links.animesummit.net, and uh, we have on, on there you can you can find all of our shit. You know, we got our shit. podcast, we got our YouTube, we got our socials, Discord invite. Join the Discord. That's where we're on all the time. Um, we have the patron show recommendation form. Also, it's Happy Birthday Anime Summit. I don't remember when we started, but it was in the summer, I think. Apparent, according to what Sam has said, um, the anniversary is July fourth. So hell yeah, seventeen seventy six. By the way, sidebar: everybody watch the nineteen seventy two movie slash musical seventeen seventy six. It's a classic. So many good songs in that. And uh, the guy, Mr. Feeney's in it. Um, <laughs> he plays John Adams. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, great movie. And God bless America. All right, what do we got? So, so okay, so Sam, I'm just reading off the show sheet. Sam, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. We already said that. Yeah, Sam's All right, not with us today. She, got, she had, like, um, yeah, she was just super busy computer this week. Computer you know, issues, for Adobe issues, and all that kind of stuff, so. She's just farting around. It's fine. So. Yep, yep, yep. But anyway. I was farting too. Nick, what's the question of the week? But not as much. All right. The question of the week is, I dream. this is from Snowman, and they say, uh, they say uh, I dream of Zelda being an anime all the time. Is there a game that you've played that you would like to see become an anime? Say the PS thing. 
Oh, yeah. P.S. <laughs> First of all, fuck King. Second of all, I love you, King. Third of all, no, for real, fuck off. Because <laughs> <laughs> Snowman and King, are the they just keep asking questions. <laughs> Those two are like asking 90% of our questions. I literally laughed when I saw this, and then King wrote something too. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> Um, a game that I've played that I would like to see become an anime. Um, ooh, I would like to see, um, Horizon, the Horizon series, um, as an anime. I feel like that would look really, really amazing, especially with, like, the post-apocalyptic stuff and the like machines that are like animals and stuff like that um yeah i'm I'm gonna pick that one horizon zero dawn for sure oh yeah with the red-haired girl yeah yeah yeah. she looks like she looks like egret from uh game of thrones you know nothing Jon snow (laughs) i never watched that's what she looks like so i don't know all right dan just watch the first four seasons and then watch a couple episodes that I'll tell you later, and then skip the last two seasons, and, that, and you're good. <laughs> okay. All right. My choice for anime. Oh, man. Zelda would be a good one. Okay. Is there a game that you'd like to see in anime? Man, Pokemon I really like Unite. the game Pokemon, you know? I was about I'm to just say that. Pokemon <laughs> Unite. <laughs> no, no, no. For real. For real. For real. Metroid. Let's go, dude. Ooh, yeah. Metroid would be sick because you got a yeah. hot waifu already. You could sell, you could merchandise the shit out of that. Merchandise. Merchandising. That yeah. would be that'd be really good. Although there wouldn't be a lot of talking. There'd just be like it would be like near automata kind of. Uh, um Yeah, maybe. Just be Samus like shooting shit. Probably. <laughs> no, because well the computer would talk a lot, and then I guess Samus could talk this could do some stuff. It would be interesting though. That'd be that'd be a fun little project. Maybe like a mini series. Um because, yeah, you wouldn't want, like, 100 episodes of Metroid. That'd yeah. Be weird. All right. So that was question of the week. What do you got? Waifu and Husbando. <clears throat> Waifu is Misumi uh, Iwakara from Skip and Loafer. And then Husbando is Ganta uh, Nakami from um, Insomniacs After School. Oh, yeah. That's actually a good choice. So... Good pick right there. Yeah. Which you didn't even finish that one, but you uh, still knew. I, I mean, you finished it, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good that's a good show. Good show. Uh Skip and Loafer. Mitsumi is the main girl from Skip and Loafer, right? Yes. She's the She's the, the one puker. that vomited okay. uh <laughs> Yeah, puker. <laughs> at orientation. <laughs> All right. So. Speaking of all that stuff, we're gonna we're gonna go to the main topic in record time, seven minutes and forty some seconds. What do you think of that, everybody? Okay. Don't listen so, to Nick. So we might edit in some of Sam's uh, little tidbits here, maybe. Yeah, like, I don't know. Sam, what do you think about this? Sam, <laughs> that's on you. I'm not Psalm gonna like edit, pause every edit time. Edit you and saying this show suck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just record one clip of of yourself saying this show suck and just add it into everything. <laughs> um, okay. 
So here we, we're doing spring 2023 anime. That's what we're doing. And we're just going to start from the top of the My Anime List popularity uh, TV chart here. Also, there's there's continuing shows we'll do. And I don't think we're doing any uh, ONAs this week. There's I didn't watch them, any, so. Yeah, there's, there's a conti- continuing uh, Vinland Saga and like the super long running stuff. I will talk about Vinland Saga for sure. Oh, and you're doing Kubo. So I did do Kubo, yeah. Is that one actually done? Did they finish it's that? It's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's finished. And Nier Automata is still not done. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not. That's like, it's supposed to end at the end of the month. Not watching that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I dropped it because it's not didn't fucking finish. So, you know, same for Uncle Isekai. And, all right. Do we want to start with continuing? Just um, to mix yeah, it up or... let's just do that just to get it yeah. out of the way. So we don't forget because about if, it. Yeah, because if we start from the top and then we start, you know, talking about it, then we'll forget about them. So... All right, let's let's uh, crack on in. There we go. I'm very thirsty. <laughs> what flavor is it, Nick? Plain. Plain. Ew. <laughs> Plain water. Ew. Plain seltzer is disgusting. Oh, water is the essence of beauty. Nasty. All right, so Vinland Saga season two. Here we go. Here we go. Eight point eight four on my anime list. Very high score. Ranked number 29 so far. Um, pretty good, pretty good. This is by Studio Mappa. <laughs> Why did they list gore as one of the themes of this? <laughs> that's not a theme. That's just like something that's in it. I don't know. All right, anyway. It is a historical sign-in uh, anime it, it, that's depicting... Uh, what years does this take place? It's like 1400s or something. I'd have to look that up. It takes place near Denmark and England. That's where it, it's mostly in uh, in Denmark, I believe. But you have characters from England as well. And this is just this is basically about Vikings. Um, the main characters are Einar and Thorfinn. Eighteen thirteen A.D. is the eighteen thirteen. Okay, place. why did I say fourteen hundred? Jesus. Okay, so you have eighteen thirteen, and this is loosely no, uh, based sorry, on historical uh, events. Ten thirteen. Ten thirteen. Yeah. I was exactly. I was in the middle. You were. You <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hedged yeah, my bets. Ten fourteen. I was gonna say like this was this wasn't that late. Like yeah. eighteen. That is no, weird. My 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 mouth was saying one thing, but my brain brain was saying the correct answer. Um. Just like that song, your body is telling you yes, or something. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Vinland Saga. Yeah, so spoilers for Vinland Saga season one, and this stuff happens right away. If you haven't seen season one, go watch it. This is one of the best anime to come out last decade, and I didn't put it on my list for some reason. I checked my decade <laughs> list, and it wasn't on there. I don't know why. Um, maybe was, because really um, it came it out. It was good. Maybe, maybe because it I, came out later or something. Uh, let's see, Vinland Sagas, season one, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Mm-hmm. So it was it was eligible. I think I just wanted to add, like, some meme anime in there or something. I don't know. But anyway. Well, I think maybe depending on, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you didn't put it. Maybe, maybe because. I put, uh, I don't know. I put Mayoiga in there. <laughs> 
I don't know. My Oigo is my number 50. Anyway, let's save it All for right. that, that, that segment. So, Vinland Saga. Everyone go watch Vinland Saga Season 1. Really good show. A lot of action. A lot of... Uh, a lot of drama and and just like anger with like Thorfinn trying to get revenge for his father's death, and so season two picks up after Thorfinn is. Uh, let's just read the synopsis for the Mal rewrite. So young Thorfinn grew up listening to stories of old sailors that had traveled the ocean and reached the place of legend, Vinland. It is said to be warm and fertile, a place where no there is no need for fighting. Not like the frozen village in Iceland where he was born, and certainly not like his current life as a mercenary. Oh, shoot. You know wait, what? That's season that's one. That's season one. I was all like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Hey, that helps out a little bit. After Season two. After after his father's death and destruction of his village at the hands of the English raiders, Einar wishes for a peaceful life with his family on their newly rebuilt farms. However, fate has other plans. His village is invaded once again. He watches help, helplessly as marauding Danes burn his lands and slaughter his family. They capture Einar and take him back to Denmark as a slave. Uh, he clings to his fu- his mother's final words to survive, like uh, Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> She's just like, <laughs> survive. Survive. <laughs> uh, he's purchased by a character named Kettle, a kind slave owner and landlord who promises that Einar can regain his freedom in return for working in the fields. Soon he encounters a new partner in crime, or new, new farming partner, uh, Thorfinn, a dejected and melancholic slave. Uh, Thorfinn was the main character in season one. Well, actually, Askeladd was the main character, but Thorfinn was... Anyway, that's, that's, a, besides that's a side the point. point. Come on, let's go. So, yeah, these two characters are on a farm for the greater portion of this show, and it's 24 episodes, and you watched it, right, Danny? Of course. Okay. So this like this whole season is just depicting um, their struggles as slaves and, like, Thorfinn coming to terms with, like, the fact that he killed so many people. Well, Einar also wanting... him just struggling through trauma because he keeps having nightmares at night of just everything. Well, yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, he has because he because he has all this guilt from killing like mm-hmm. dozens of people mm-hmm. <laughs> in in war. Um, and then Einar wants to be free and he wants to have to free other people. And then he 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 has never killed anybody, so he doesn't know like what it's like like Thorfinn does. And um. Thorfinn is just kind of like an empty vessel, but he's like learning as he goes throughout the season, you know, what it means to, uh, to, to live a full life. Uh, him and Einar learn from each other a bit. And so you got a lot of really great characters in this season. Um, Canute shows up during the last like third of it, give or take. He's really, he's a cool king. He's, he's a little bit like Griffith. He reminds me of Griffith a little bit. Oh gosh. He from, was reminding me of Griffith, Griffith so much throughout this whole thing yeah and that's kind of what i was trying to figure out like so is canute you know the antagonist of of finland saga now so because he was definitely giving me a lot of griffith vibes Um, i don't think he is i don't think i don't really think Um, he is either um, I haven't read the source material, and also you can probably just look up the historical events yeah, and figure out are, what happens. The, yeah, but. this story is based on real life events. So I don't want history spoilers. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I think he's kind of like he kind of falls he falls to the dark side in in some respects, but uh, he's not totally a bad guy as you see later in the season. It's questionable. Um, questionable. Yeah. But yeah, the main the main characters it's Thorfinn, Einar, and then you have the slaves and the uh, retainers on the farm and the owners, and so Arnheid is the is that that's the the wife the woman right yeah she's the woman 
Yeah, she's the, know- she's she's a uh, Kettle's uh, lover. Well, she's and a snake too, actually. So <laughs> because like, uh, yeah, why not? Think- like they didn't have a lot of choice, you know. They're what they didn't have Tinder, so. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's. No, because because snake that was snakes. Spoilers. That was Snake's baby that she was having. She was gonna have. No, right? it was no, no, no. It wasn't Snake's. It was it, no, no, no. Dude, I watched it. It, it was it Kettle's. It, it was not. Wait, who? Kettle, it was not Kettle. Yes, Kettle's the was. old guy, right? Yes, it was. Kettle's the old guy. Dude, what are you? No, talking Danny, about? you did, you weren't listening closely. I I watched. She was it. telling him that to save her own ass, okay, and the baby, and so no, no it no, it wasn't. All right, audience, tell us later. We're going to agree to disagree. <laughs> um, yeah, so Kettle is, like, this interesting character and in that, like, he he's kind, but he's also kind of, like, a coward. And he lets things, like, slip through. He lets power slip through his, his grasp all the time. And, like, he's he has resent, he has a lot of regret for that. Um, and it shows up later in the season when he confronts Knut's forces and, and whatnot. Um and then yeah, Arnheide is uh, she. She's kind of like the female love interest a little bit, but she's also she also has her own story. Like she wants to get back to her husband who was also enslaved, uh, and then he ran away, and he's you know he's killing a bunch of people, and she's trying to help him out. Uh, Snake is like a mercenary, basically. He's on the farm. He he kind of provides protection for the farm. He's probably one of the best fighters in the in that area. Him and Thorfinn. And then, uh, yeah, you have you have a whole bunch of other minor characters. So, yeah, what what did you think at a at a broad level of this season, Danny? Um, at first, I didn't really know where it was going, and quite frankly, when I first watched the first three episodes, I literally forgot the events that happened prior to Thorfinn um, being enslaved and stuff. So I was like thinking in the back of my head, like, do I have to rewatch the first season to remember what it, what the hell's going on? So just look up a summary. Ah, it was fine. I ended up getting like putting the pieces together anyway because they kind of like showed you some backstory anyway, um, like with Asklad uh, killing um, the king and everything like that. So um, I put two and two together. Um, but overall, this this second season was fairly interesting. Um, even though it was just literally Thorfinn and Aner farming the whole time, um, like yeah, literally nothing. And you happens think that would be dumb half. and boring, but yeah, it's awesome. Literally nothing. <laughs> it's happens actually in the it's first really half, good. So. Um, no, but that's good though. Like the way they depict everything, it's like so artistic. It, it it doesn't feel like anime at all, you know? Yeah. It feels kind of like uh it reminds me of Gladiator, just just like the <laughs> meme of him like waving his hand through the field. <laughs> um but yeah, like just them learning about themselves. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. It was so cool. Yeah, it was really interesting when um, you know, that first night that they're sleeping in the like in the shed or whatever you want to call that um, barn that they were sleeping in, um, and Aner experiences uh, Thorfinn having his um, nightmares and stuff, and he's just like literally screaming uh, in his sleep and everything like that. And so. it 
it shows Thorfinn's nightmares too. Yeah. Like he's basically descends into hell with Askeladd and he's like, well, at one point he does. And then he, he, he's kind of like guts too, with it, where he, he has like these uh, like zombified corpses kind of like imaginarily like grabbing him, you know? Yeah. The, the curse of like his slain uh, people that he killed. And, mm-hmm. and he's realizing that all those people they killed also had families and, and lives and stuff. So, there's that. And then they have to deal with the retainers who are a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah, like, you <laughs> know, fucking even, with them though, on the farm. E- even though Kettle, like, gives his slaves, like, a lot of respect and freedom and stuff like that, um, the retainers do not see, have, they're, they're not on the same, like, eye to eye as Kettle is with, with the slaves. So, you know, um, Aner and uh, Thorfinn, you know, Kettle gives them this land that, you know, they have to chop down all the trees to get rid of them and so that they can grow wheat and sell it to Kettle and stuff. And, you know, they're doing all of this by hand. Um, and at some point, Aner was all like, we need a freaking uh, horse to like... We need technology. <laughs> <laughs> we need technology. Um. But, you know, the retainers, they just refuse to um, give them a horse and all this kind of stuff. Um, I think at at one point they did give a horse, but the horse was just a very old, fragile horse, um, which was really fucked up. And um, I think the one thing that really got me pissed was when the retainers fucked up their, their wheat like they literally pulled. Yeah, they they, they pulled they, the roots. Yeah, they uprooted everything. their farm. So, um, that was like a really kind of WTF moment, especially when Thorfinn like freaking punched the shit out of one of the retainers and knocked him out. I was just like, "Oh, Thorfinn is back. He's back." He's kind of quick though. <laughs> He's kind of quick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's kind of, it's really cool how there's not a lot of fighting compared to the previous season. Yeah, there's just enough, but it's like, I mean, this, that's this one is this of... season is actually more this this season's more engaging than the previous one. Yeah, I, think. I, I do agree. Um, I mean, you didn't get a whole shit ton of fighting until like the very end, really. Um, yeah. So. Another character we didn't mention is Sverkle. He's like this other old guy who owns Did he like buy his freedom? He's the he's like the bald guy who at the end was 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 dying. Oh, you're talking about um Kettle's dad. Possibly. Yes. The old man that Snake was like rooming with and stuff. Are you talking about Yeah, him? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is the old master. That's that's Kettle's dad. Um, he's one of the best characters in the uh, show. Like, he was he's, so he's awesome. fun. He was so fun to to watch, especially like, you know, when when Thorfinn and Aner were having trouble with the um with the retainers and and um the old master was all like, You need a plow? Okay, I'll give you mine and I'll loan you my horse, um, but you have to you have to help me with my chores first. So like uh like this will be like your payment kind of thing. So um yeah, he was cool. I really liked um you know, 
throughout when uh gardar um what's her name the blonde chick's husband was just literally on a rampage and yeah yeah um they like hid him they hid him under his bed like nonchalantly <laughs> yeah that was like his deathbed yeah, pretty much <laughs> it was funny um but and I later honestly, on he's like sitting in the chair in the field while they're I working on the farm. I seriously <laughs> thought he was going to die. Like when they found him in the, I liked how they did it though. Literally when they found him in the fields and like he was just like, because he said, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to rest. I'm going to die in those fields. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't come home and Snake was all like, shit, like we got to go look for him. Like, look, that'd be a better way to go fields. than in your bed. And like, I think. there he is, Maybe. like face down into the freaking field i'm like oh shit, well and that's died. that's a that's the juxtaposition with uh with a warrior right so, so instead of a farmer he's a warrior it's like the swords to plowshares meme um so warriors want to die on the battlefield he wants to die on the farm yeah <laughs> so it it inspires uh thorfinn to to uh figure that yeah. out a little bit um and then i i really loved at the end when he conf- when thorfinn confronted canute about all the violence and how like he can't just keep he can't just keep pillaging he's got to build his own farms and his own uh trust and 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 all that and so that that was that was cool um like i his argument was like it wasn't the most persuasive argument it was kind of an appeal to emotion a little bit and it was you would think that canute would be like well i've already spent all these resources to get the farm i'm just gonna do it but right Mm -hmm. um yeah so that that was still really cool though. Like it was like a dramatic moment. Um, overall, I really like the season. I don't want to talk too much because we have a lot more stuff to yeah. talk about. So <laughs> I, th- this is a this is a great show. This will be on my decade list for sure. We could talk more about it, but yeah, really great directing, really great soundtrack. Op and Ed. Good all around. A few minor nitpicks, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go way too far with any of that. So yeah. uh, the animation could have been a little bit better, uh, but it was pretty good. It was like mostly pretty good. I mean, I didn't. I have very very few complaints about it. Not a whole yeah. lot. I mean, maybe a couple things. Like, I don't know. This this is how anime should be. They should just stop making all these fucking shitty isekais <laughs> and just put all those people to work on some good shit like this. <laughs> oh, wait, Sam, what do you think about this? Well, gorsh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my favorite Viking show. Oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Danny gets Mickey Mouse and Sam gets Goofy. Uh. <laughs> She's gonna yell at you. <laughs> and she right. has to edit this later tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, we gotta hurry up. Let's go next anyway, one. Anyway, yeah, Kubo-san. Kubo-san. And this is just you. You're the only one. Yeah, so hurry Kubo up. Kubo <laughs> won't let me be invisible. Um, Studio Pine. It's a Jam. teasing. It's a teasing. Teasing show. Teasing anime. Very cute. Uh, um, teasing anime. I think one of the better um teasing shows um it was uh delayed due to covid so it did um finish during this majority during the summer um so but uh long story short uh junta is a high school student uh with a sim- one simple goal uh to enjoy his youth 
However, achieving this goal is not so straightforward since uh, Shiraishi is effectively invisible to his peers, uh, even as teachers r routinely fail to notice his presence. In fact, there is a rumor uh, circulating that whoever manages to spot him will receive good luck. Um, but there is one person who noticed Shiraishi's presence without fail. Uh, seated right next to him, uh, Nagisa Kubo is determined not to let him quietly fade into the background. Um, so, yeah, it, it's super cute. It's almost too cute. Um, Shiraishi is a very simple character, like his character design really isn't all that extravagant um he's just is is very plain very simple character design uh nagisa however is probably the most appealing character in the show um so but she is definitely probably one of my favorite teasing anime characters um so the way that like the teasing is in the show isn't like how um uh the uh ta uh takagaki um the one that you watched nick what was that one called oh takagi-san yeah takagi-san yeah and then there's there's uh oh god there's a ton of them um, there's one this season too um Takagi-san, that's with the five head, and then there's Nagatoro-san. Yeah, like those were it, like there's with, a bunch more with Nagataro. Nagataro is more like like she has like that sinister grin looking kind of like thing. Yeah, she has like the Gesugao face. Yeah, yeah. So like, and she really like enjoys you know making the main character embarrassed. Whereas this one, you know, uh, Nagisa, she. It's very innocent, playful kind of thing. Um, where like one episode, she asked uh, Shiraishi if anyone would notice if, if like he stood up on top of his desk or something like that, and he and he goes like, "I'm not gonna do that. Like they will definitely notice." And so there's like a series of like little things where like he starts, um, like he sits in his chair on his knees and then um you know eventually he like ends up standing up and he and he lifts one leg and he's like like he's up in a star and everything and then the teacher was all like should i shikun uh you know please sit down and stuff so it was like a little embarrassed uh for should but kubo thought it was really funny um so yeah, it's it's super cute. I think I really enjoy the relationship between them. Um, you can definitely tell that Nagisa has a crush on Shiraishi. Um, her Nagisa's sister uh, is very similar to her, like her personality. Um, so you kind of get where Nagisa gets like the teasing from is because of her own sister. And apparently, at least this is my own theory, the whole Kubo family can easily spot Shiraishi-kun. Um, which I found really interesting because Shiraishi, he was like in a bookstore 
and there was like a bunch of people around like magazines and and there was this one manga magazine that he wanted um and when like people cleared out there was like a dirty magazine on top of the the manga magazine that he wanted and so he like he's like i better put this away and um kubo's sister uh was an employee at the bookstore and she's all like what you looking at you're a little too old for that so and it kind of took shiraishi off guard because an employee outside of school that isn't nagisa noticed him um oh it's in their bloodline they can see yeah (laughs) like literally it's kind of in their bloodline really so i thought that was really interesting um so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I genuinely, I hope they, I should tr- I should try to finish it. You before really, the end of I the think year. you you really do need to finish it. I think you might like it. I don't think you might. No, I did like the first couple episodes. It was good. Yeah, I I don't think you would like it as much as the other ones, um, particularly your favorite five head gal. Um, oh. <laughs> I might like Nagatoro uh, just as much as that one, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, this. I feel like this. I I like Nagatoro. Don't get me wrong. Second season two really picked up for me, and I really really liked it. Um, but I think I like this type of teasing, like the very subtleness of the teasing. I think is more up my alley, really. Um, All right. So that was Kubo-san. Yeah, definitely. So now now we're at the top of the list again Check with TV out. new. And first one is obviously Demon Slayer, the uh <clears throat> Swordsmith Village arc. And so we like we normally don't talk about shows past a certain point, but this is Demon Slayer. I mean, what are we going to do? Like not talk about Demon Slayer like Well, I mean, <laughs> everybody wants to hear about do Demon Slayer. want us to talk about certain seasons, so Yeah, we'll talk about this. Um, um it's fair game. So yeah, this the Swordsmith Village arc, and basically the the Demon Slayer core had had s- sacredly kept the location of the Swordsmith Village a secret, and so what happens is like Tanjiro, um, and Nezuko are escorted to the village to receive a new sword, and the upper rank demons I think they they discover them basically. Yeah, they kind and of just so, like. They figured out where the Swordsmith Village arc was, and yeah, so. Yeah, and so Tanjiro's learning about Mist Hashira. Uh, Tokido is one of the, kind of a new character here, and love Hashira, uh, Mitsuri, Kanroji, the pink-haired chick. (laughs) They're kind of the main characters um, in this season. You don't actually see... Zenitsu or uh, the boar guy, Nosuke, in this season. They're not really in this season for the most part, which is fine because Takedo is really cool and so is... Uh, who, who's the other character? There's another, there's another yelling guy. Um, <laughs> like pretty uh, much. Uh, Genya. Is it Genya? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the dude with the mohawk, right? I believe so. The dude so. with the, scar, the scar across his face. The way they list characters on mail is just ridiculous, so I can't find them on here. But yeah, yeah, the scar guy, the guy yeah, yeah, with yeah. the with the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's him. Oh no, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a different show now. <laughs> I'm thinking of a different show. But yeah, so we're that's, talking about Demon they're defending Slayer. From, Remember that? <laughs> <they're>, I'm thinking <laughs> of like 
I don't even know, like Hell's Paradise or something, or God damn it, there's so many. I watched so much stuff, but so the the uh, they're fighting off more upper rank demons. That's what Demon Slayer is. This season was good. <laughs> Nezuko plays a pretty key role, and at the end, there's some cool stuff that happens. I guess I don't want to spoil it too much, but um, I don't know. What did you think, Danny? What were your initial impressions? Um, I really enjoyed the elements that were happening in this season. I, I really enjoyed that um, Tandra was kind of like by himself instead of having Zenitsu and Inosuke there. Um, I feel like Tanjiro's, um, I mean, Tanjiro is always great. I mean, last season he was phenomenal. Um, but I, I feel like just by him by himself, and not having like these two obnoxious and crazy characters around him, he kind of fades into the background as a main character, in my opinion. Um, so the fact to have him by himself in his own arc with pretty well togethered um, supporting cast like um, Mitsuri and um, the Mist Hashira. Um, Tokito, they like Tanjiro's ability really should like expanded in my opinion. Um, so I really, really liked this season in particular. Um, and there's also a theme of like the swordsmiths and yeah, their relationship like, to, I, the, yeah, to the demon slayers. I, I really, I really liked having more of the personalities of the swordsmiths um mixed in particularly because it takes it takes teamwork to because they got to build the swords that actually kill the demons yeah <laughs> so. um particularly H- hotaru um the guy who who um fixes tanjiro swords um like that whole thing when he was in the shed when um gyoko was like fighting um tokito and stuff and he went into the shed because the other like swordsmiths were like no don't go in there like and and gyoko uh was all like oh is that where like the demon slayer swords are like i'm gonna take them all and he goes in there and hotaru is just literally in the shed and he's just honing on his like trying to hone on this sword and everything and Gyoko was literally kind of like wounding him and slashing him even like chopped like sliced his his mask right off his face and he still wasn't like flinching at all he was just honing on the sword that he was making and everything. yeah he's like he's so focused on yeah it. like there was nothing that mattered other than that sword um but also Hotaru was fucking fly as fuck <laughs> like he was very good looking i'm like why do you need that ugly mask why don't you just he was a handsome fella because <laughs> it wouldn't be fair to the rest of us that's why <laughs> so um yeah this was a really fun arc i really enjoyed it i i loved watching um mitsuri uh fight like pinky <laughs> i'm just gonna call her pinky because i can't say the name <laughs> 
Um, or you can just call her by her name, which is Missouri. Um, yeah, I loved watching her fight. Like her sword is so unique. Yeah, it's like it's like a ribbon. Yeah, like <laughs> I really is that actually metal? I assume it's metal. I assume it is. Like she can freaking cut those wooden freaking uh, dragon snake things. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed watching her fight. I I kind of wish I want I could at least see her a little bit more. I'm hoping we get to see her a lot more um, in the future. Uh, I do feel like, you know, there wasn't enough screen time for her. I felt like we saw a lot of uh, Tokito. Um, Yeah, she was in there mostly at the beginning and the end, I think. Yeah, well, she came... She was in the beginning for sure, and then when... In the last couple episodes. Yeah, the last couple episodes, um, she was kind of just like being a a decoy for that one um high rank demon and stuff. Um Yeah, so which which high rank demons, which upper ones did they fight? So at the very end f- you got to see you got to see Muzan's like backstory. Um, right? Part of his back part of his backstory cuz he's the whole point of him actually creating the demons is to find a cure for like the sunlight. Well, that was like death. not until the very end of the last yeah. episode we the found The demons that are out. basically like Dracula. They can't go out in the sun. They'll die. <laughs> um they fought high ranked 4 and 5. So they Okay. And one one of them was the the vase guy. Yes, that is that is Gyoko. <laughs> the other one was the was the tree man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I call him. Gyoko is rank 5, upper rank 5 and then oh, dude. Um, Tokido's uh, fight with him is so fucking sick. <laughs> that was like, holy shit! Um, you thought you're the only one who wasn't taking this serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was uh Han Han Tenju, who is upper rank four. Um, and, God, and can I just find a list of these? Where are you finding the list of? I'm any, using any list. So and they have them. Um, better uh displayed so why can't why can't these places just like list the main characters in an easy to see way and then and just be like okay here are the main characters well, here are the main events well you can easily Fucking go to go. annie list and <laughs> like, they'll give you right there yeah but even they don't do it right yes they do they do it a hell of a lot better than freaking yeah my, um, my anime list sucks my for anime that list. <laughs> At least they put um, Genya up in the top because he's practically yeah. My the main is fucking character. stupid. They put like they put an Inosuke in there and he's not barely in the fucking season. It's like why are they doing that? Um, but uh, but yeah, anyway, that's besides the point. Good season. Uh, they did the they did the Demon Slayer thing where they do flashbacks a lot with the characters, but somehow it works. I think it kind of works. It was interesting. I I really you don't over rely on it, them. It but. makes you put the pieces together for the rest of like particularly the Hashira. Um, like how they became you know, demon slayers and then Hashira and all that kind of stuff. So um, they even give you a little backstory on Genya and wh- and why he became a demon slayer and stuff like that too. So it was good. Yes. I really liked it. I think the OP was a little niche in my opinion. It was just it was just kind of generic. It was it like run-of-the-mill yeah, shonen I mean, OP. It wasn't like, yeah, it was, fi- it was like 5 out of 10. It wasn't like, bad. 
The first Demon Slayer OP is, is like God tier, and then like eh, I'm kind of over the second the one first was pretty good. One. I think I like because we've oh, we've we've heard it so many times. I think that's I why. like uh, last season the Red Light District song. I'd have to watch that one again, but I I'll take your word for it. So, um, anywho, yeah. Any other Demon Slayer final thoughts? I loved uh, Nezuko's role in this. I liked at the end. I won't spoil exactly what happens, but I, I liked what happened with Nezuko at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. By the way, there's a 52-minute episode, the last episode, so don't get <laughs> blindsided by that like I did. <laughs> That's your own fault. Anyway. All right. So that was Demon Slayer. What do we got next? We have Oshinoko or My Star. This is the big like new show of the season. And we already watched the first couple episodes for our first impressions. I think th- this is basically an idol show. It's it's entertainment show. It's an idol slash mystery thriller show, I would say. Although it turns more into an idol entertainment and industry show as it goes. Um, so yeah, it starts out as kind of like a mystery thriller where you, you, you follow uh, this character named Ai Hoshino and like her doctor and then like what happens to her at the beginning of the show should i just spoil it i have to fucking spoil it i mean you kind of have to it's the purpose okay if you haven't if you haven't seen the show just go watch the first episode it's a long episode and then come back (laughs) yeah the first Um, episode is about 50 first episode is like her backstory 50 it's like a movie pretty much it's pretty much so i hoshino is killed by a fan um and so this this whole well, story is about her twins. kids. You forgot yes. to mention so that. She has she has twins. Yeah, I, I went in the wrong order. <laughs> she <laughs> so she secretly has a pair of twins. She keeps a secret from the world. One of the fans, I think she I don't know if he finds out about the twins or not, but he Well, I know he, what happens because I read the manga. But yes. Okay. In in any case, he has some sort of grudge against her yes. and he comes to her her home her apartment and he he stabs her and, and so she she dies and it's like super dramatic and and then like the twins vow to uh solve the mystery well aquamarine aqua they call him aqua, is, uh, aqua has the a guy. vendetta and he he has a vendetta he's, he's trying to solve the mystery trying to solve like who was he's be- devoting his life to yeah who's <laughs> behind this kind of thing um you know and also it's weird because like him and his sister ruby get get trapped in these bodies of the babies from like other people who died. So like they were the So Aqua, is gynecologist. Aqua is re- so the doctor who was taking <laughs> yeah, care it's of like a weird I guy, but not really. got stabbed by the same stalker as I did and he got reincarnated as Aqua. Um Ruby yeah. um and she was under she, his care yes, and she so died she, from like a Ruby, disease. Ruby is a cancer patient or at least that's what I'm assuming. Um, that, that was why she died. You know how she got that cancer? Too much isekai. Oh, be quiet. (laughs) Um, but yes, Ruby is the patient that Aqua, who's the doctor, took care of. Um, but Aqua doesn't know that. Aqua knows that Ruby is someone who got reincarnated and, um, they obviously do have their past memories and stuff like that. And when they were babies, they could speak full on sentences, which was so wild. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the context of like 
why Aqua is has this vendetta and everything like that because both of them are kind of fans of I when she was in um, her heyday and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and I was like an up and coming star. She wasn't quite like a big celebrity yet, but she was starting yeah. to get there. The minute she probably would have gotten there. Yeah, well, they the day she she died was the the concert. Uh, at Tokyo Dome and they say if you get a concert at Tokyo Dome that's when you've made it big so yeah yeah but anyway so this this whole thing is is just most of the show is about the kids yeah 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 (laughs) and actually it's mostly about Aqua to be honest although Ruby does start to become a bigger part later in the show yeah in the like the last third of it or so she's she's getting more screen time um but yeah so they go to this performing arts school um, so they meet a character named Kana. She's a red-haired girl. Akane is another girl who's who's a she's like a genius at like studying how to act and stuff. Uh, you got Memcho is like a marketing person. A lot of girls in this. Uh, Mem is is a YouTuber influencer. Yeah, uh, that's kind of mostly the main characters. Are there any other guy? Main? Oh no, Payan. Pa- Payan is like oh, this God. muscly guy with like Pa-yan. a bird face. Yeah. <laughs> stupid that makes like uh i don't know how many figures he makes on his youtube videos but he makes a lot of money (laughs) yeah and so there's a few other characters and like this show kind of delves into a little bit of like how how cutthroat the end the entertainment industry in japan is um it's not like gruesome like perfect blue or some other shows like that but it's it's it is, it kind of shows a little bit where well they do it's, it's not all it's cooked out to be and it's it's a little they bit they do tougher touch than think. up on a very touchy subject um, oh yeah there's the cyber bullying of I think it was Akane right yeah, there's Akane, an episode Akane in, in was the getting the bullied because Akane slapped one of her castmates and like injured her face and stuff and so literally Twitter just blew up and literally was saying that Akane should just kill herself and stuff. Um, It is a very, like, sensitive subject because something like that actually happened in in real life. Um, There was a a person who was in on a reality show called Terrace House um, during COVID and stuff, and unfortunately, she got cyberbullied very, very cruelly and she ended up killing herself and so um it it is a very touchy subject um the family of the person who passed wasn't really um they didn't really appreciate uh the subject bringing getting brought up within this show and for all the the rights that you know i i have uh, a whole bunch of sympathy and empathy for the family because, you know, they just want to be left alone and like stupid freaking people on the internet are just mean and cruel and they, Oh yeah. We got to monetize your suffering. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm glad that the subject was there because like it's something that needs to be talked about because not a lot of people talk about it. Um, so I'm glad that it was there. However, I, th- I feel like Doga Kobo should have put like a disclaimer in the beginning of the episode 
like saying, you know, in the events that is going to happen in this episode are very sensitive, you know, um, you know, if there's like related to like suicide, you know, if if anyone, you know, those kinds of things that you see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they need to put a disclaimer. I think they should have just compensated the family or like told them they were going to do it yeah uh, <laughs> that's all they had to I do i don't know well i mean it's written in the in the in the manga too like it, it happens in the manga it's not like yeah i don't know maybe it's not the, yeah. just an anime thing um i saw so the manga cut should have talked to the family be like hey i'm gonna use your story here's some money i don't remember I, ha- I would have to look it up i did read a couple of things um because they don't put disclaimers for other stuff like violence and sex and yeah all that. Like, i why guess they put but i this? feel like suicide is it's a very touchy sensitive subject to talk about publicly you know so um a lot of people have trauma when it comes to that kind of thing so but i don't know yeah that's just my opinion um no i mean it's mostly that they just it was just a controversy that right that they didn't like bring the family into it to like like oh hey here's what we're doing yeah Blah blah blah. That's kind of the big controversy. It's not that they had suicide in the show. I don't think that's the controversy. Or they they didn't even have it in the show. It was it didn't actually happen. Right? I mean, it didn't. Spoilers. But Akane was at the Which edge good, but, where yeah. she was about to. But then Aqua yeah, yeah. Aqua came to save her, and was all like, "You don't have to do this kind of thing." So, um, yeah. I don't know. I like I lo- I I loved that episode. That episode was really great um and just how it was portrayed and and how you know aqua saved akane from like you know just being at an all-time low and everything like that so i i really really liked the show um i enjoyed reading it um so i'm i'm actually really excited for the next season um, because they're doing the stage play and and pros- probably the stage play is probably my favorite arc out of the whole manga right for right now. So because you really get to see um, Akane and uh, Kana act together and the way that they just bounce off each other is really awesome. I really like their dynamic with each other um because they're rivals and everything so yeah and i will say though like this is interesting the show starts off i think the best part of the show is is the first episode um yeah and then it like abandons that (laughs) kind of well i mean i'll go still searching for them but like it's it like tonally it's just totally different from most of the show which is like it kind of goes back to like this just almost like a regular show like honestly yeah once you get past episode one mm-hmm. um and that's like one of the best episode ones in an anime i think at least any recent anime yeah i agree so at the very least watch episode one but after that i mean it's it just it just kind of gets, gets a little bit less interesting uh there's there's a great review on my anime list uh the, the top review Note taku writes one and I'm not going to read it. It's a lot of stuff. But check that out if you want to see some more in-depth reasoning on it. Any so, yeah, I, final thoughts before we move on? That was kind of my final thought, okay. really. <laughs> I think the show had, like, if it had continued 
at the quality of episode one, it would deserve its high my anime list score, which is like an eight point eight nine, which is insane. That's way too high for the show. Like I don't know. I think it was, it's well deserved. I think it definitely Episode sets one, a, yes. I think it's definitely sets a tone on you know what Aqua is trying to figure out and everything. Um I don't know. I I think I think that score is really well deserved for it. So especially for something that isn't like a shonen and everything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'd give it a I'd give it a, a above average, but not much above average based on the rest of the show. Just overall. I can't get into too many details because we got so many other shows to cover. Let's 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 get let's get to um, Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise. Speaking of slightly above average <laughs> we have Oh, and uh Oshinoko was by Studio Dogakobo. And it, it looks really good. The animation. Oh, on that it's one's fantastic. Really good. I love how it Hell's looks. Paradise. Also Kana's is, best girl. Studio Mappa. Kana, which one? Oh, she's the red hair, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, she's okay. Yeah. She's best. Um, so yeah, Hell's Paradise, Studio Mappa. This is about a bunch of uh, criminals who get sent to an island to discover some elixir of immortality. That's basically the log line of it. Um, and what they find on the island is all these like crazy monsters and bugs and deadly shit <laughs> that is trying to kill them. Each criminal has like at least one uh what do you call it? Like a warrior like a basically a cop <laughs> with a sword. It's an a cop with a sword. Executioner. Yeah, an executioner with who's who this in theory these executioners are stronger than the criminals in order to, you know, in keep theory. them in line. <laughs> uh and so uh with this show, they're they're on this island, they're searching for this elixir. And that's it. That's pretty much, that's like the main gist of it. Uh, the main characters here, we have Sagiri. She's one of the, or Sagiri, she, she's one of the uh, executioners. Gabimaru, he's the main guy. Yuzuriha, she's another, she's kind of like a femme fatale a little bit. Uh, Shion, he's like this blind dude. He's he's awesome. He's awesome. He's one of my favorites. He's like, he's like, a, he's like a teacher pretty much, or like a sensei. Um, Chobe is like this really strong dude. Tenza is the, I believe he's the student of Shion. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have a whole bunch of other characters, right? So I, I'm not going to list everybody, but I don't know. This one this one is fun. This is a fun show. It's it's a little bit similar to Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man and, and Demon Slayer a little bit, where it's like these, these shonens are going more into like a, like a darker route with demons and like, you know, gory shit a little bit. Not like Naruto and you know the the sunshine everywhere. You know, <laughs> it's this is like more of a. I don't want to say gritty, but it's gritty, s- spooky. It's a little spooky. It's spooky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what what did you think of Hell's Paradise? I. Okay, so I feel like the first three episodes were a little lackluster because. I, I've read the manga. We also read this in Manga Club. We read the first three volumes. Um, I did continue reading after we were finished with the first three because I just really enjoyed the story a lot. Um, and the panels were just drawn really, really nice, especially the backgrounds and stuff. And so while I was watching this, I was excited to see... Um, 
to see everyone in action and everything like that because I really enjoyed reading it um but as I was watching it I don't know it felt the animation felt a little bland a little bit um it I I don't know it wasn't as like crisp it wasn't MAPPA's A team it was their B plus team I would say so (laughs) yeah I mean there were some parts it that were pretty badass and everything especially close to the end of um the season and stuff when Shion was facing one of the Tencent and stuff oh that was sweet yeah yeah so like how the Tencent look oh another thing that really like kind of got me disappointed um so the Tencent the Tencent are pretty much the antagonists of Hell's Paradise there's seven of them um and yeah they're like regenerating yeah they're people, like regenerating kind of. plants. they can they can shapeshift they, they can shapeshift they're too. plants pretty much they're plants yeah that's right that's um right. and demon plants and while while they were fighting some of our main like our character some of the characters that we are shown um they can they can fuse between male and female uh counterparts or yin and yang as what they they say uh in the manga and stuff like that um which is fine however the female counterparts they don't have any nipples and they look so fake like they literally look like barbie dolls and i can't stand it sidebar i really want to watch that movie Oh, Barbie. <laughs> when it comes out, Barbie. <laughs> I mean, looky, I want to watch it too. <laughs> I like Ryan Gosling. He's funny. <laughs> I mean, same. Um, but anyway, let's save it for the Barbie podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I felt like the Tencent don't look as threatening as they do in the manga. Um, they don't, I mean, I don't feel threatened and I don't feel like I'm about to shit my pants when they literally like cut someone's head off and everything like that um so yeah it like like i said the animation was not i'm i wasn't really feeling it um i'm still probably going to watch it because i really enjoyed the manga and i kind of want to see what like what they do and everything and i was actually following um where they they like stopped so they they took some chapters they pretty much did four volumes worth of content um and then they took some bits and pieces from like um volume of, uh like from volume five or something like that so not a lot of like major content but they pretty much did the whole like first four volumes kind of thing so but it's okay. I I I guess I'm not as in like enthusiastic with it because I've read it and I think I like the manga a lot more than I do the anime. So but Xion is just awesome. I really like him a lot. So I'm excited to see him a lot more in the next season. So yeah, and it was uh near the end of it too. Who's the chubby guy? Uh, Senta. 
He was cool. He was kind of with uh, uh, Yuzriha yeah. and uh, Sagiri and Shion, and they were battling one of the uh, God, what do they call again? The sh- Tensen. Shin Tensen. Why do I want to call him sh- the Tensen? Uh, and his, we'll just say, what happens with him at the end was really cool. I guess I don't want to spoil he anything. Fought honorably, but yeah. let's just say. Uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> I was trying not to spoil it, Daddy. <laughs> I also liked the little girl who couldn't tell. She couldn't figure out how to tell them how to like Nay. use their special powers. Yeah, she's all like, um, she's yeah. like stronger, weaker, yeah, stronger, stronger weaker, 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 stronger, weak, weak, <laughs> good, strong, strong, bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, some of the characters like naturally knew how to use it. It's, it was kind of like Nen from Hunter Hunter. It was a little bit like Nen. Yeah, honestly. It was like an invisible it, force. Yeah, in the beginning, I w- it was a little bit of a slow burner. But once they got through the like the power system of the series, it, it definitely started to pick up. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that was Hell's Paradise. Pretty good show. Pretty good show. I like it. was enjoyable shonen. I'm glad that we had a show like that this season. Uh okay, Doctor Stone New World. I did not catch up. I did not have How time. How dare you? <laughs> this is season three of Doctor Stone. Um, go ahead, Danny, God. and hurry up. <laughs> and hurry up. <laughs> we gotta go through this. It was fun. We're, we're at an hour in. It was good. Um, I did watch the the movie. Um, Ryusui. Um, which is the I think I did too. The prequel before it's like the events that happened before season three. That's where they got they got the one guy onto their team, yes. right? The pirate man. Yeah, yeah, the the sailor, the captain. Um yeah, so they 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 make a boat and they sail the high seas and they get to a an island where pretty much this I like the the people on this island literally have no technology they literally live in like a caveman stone age type of world um they don't know what uh, a boat looks like um they don't even know what a mechanical rat looks like they think this like mechanical rat looks like an actual rat kind of thing um they have no idea um they don't even know what glass looks like um so they just don't know shit. So, um, but Senku, uh, they get to this island, um, and Senku and company, Senku, uh, uh, Kohaku, and Gen, I think Gen, maybe not Gen, I don't know. I don't know who goes. Um, but pretty much, they, like, get off the boat, and then all of a sudden... The people that were on the boat get turned to stone because the people native to the island have um, a like mechanism that can um, turn people into stone like what happens in the very beginning of season one. So now Senku is trying to find like the time um, the time capsule that his dad left. Um, when his dad, uh, sir, like came down from space. So, and apparently there's platinum in this like time capsule and platinum apparently can be made into that like miracle elixir that can pretty much de-stone 
everybody on the planet. So, um, so that's kind of where we are, really. Um, it's, it's really just a Dr. Stone type of deal. They do, there's not a lot of action that happens in this first part of season three. Um, it's just a lot of, you know, Senku doing his science thing, um, and Kohaku and, um, what's his name? Uh, Ginro, uh, excuse me. Ooh. Um, they like go on the island and, um, try to like, how do I put this? Uh, the like leader of this island that they're on has like an effectuation with beautiful women so genro impersonates himself as a woman and kohaku and genro and this other uh native uh from this island all go to like this village to find the time capsule and stuff so now there is just like more prep kind of things, kind of how uh, the Stone Wars was, where there was just the first part was prep, and then the second part was like them battling and stuff. So, all I gotta say is, uh, if they need any help on the farm, we got Thorfinn and Einar. <laughs> all right, we got them over there. <laughs> what if they so? What if they sailed to Vinland? It was just Doctor Stone. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It was pretty interesting. Um, it started to become a little lackluster towards the end, and I kind of wish that they wouldn't. It was like I felt super short because it was only eleven episodes. So I kind of wish they they would just knock off with like these part ones and parts two part twos of like like these one seasons and just give me like twenty four episodes. Yeah. So. so at least they're not naming it the last season. Yes, this is <laughs> like true. Like Attack on Titan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So now we have. Uh, oops, I misclicked something. We have uh, Marshall. I did not watch. I watched this. that. Okay, I think Sam might have been watching it. I did not get to finish this either. I might. I'm gonna have it on hold. Um, but anyway, uh, that's kind of the Harry Potter One Punch Man mix mashup mix up. Yeah. Anyway, if you like Marshall, pretty funny comedy. Next one we have here is uh, Tengoku Daimakyu or Heavenly Delusion. This is by Studio Production IG, based on a manga. It's a survival seinen show. Uh, it's mostly resol- revolving around two characters, uh, a girl named Kuruko and a boy named Maru. And they're trying to find some shit. <laughs> They're, okay, it's basically a post-apocalyptic Japan, I believe. Um, are they in Japan? Yeah, they're in Japan. And so what happens is there's a bunch of man-eating monsters that roam the lands, and they, you know, they obviously they kill people, and so the survivors try to avoid them and defend against them, and also defend against each other. So there, there's a there's an isolated facility during this turmoil that shelters children and nurtures them in peace. However, it's there there's something sinister about this facility. It's kind of like uh it almost reminds me of Promise Neverland a little bit with like a bunch of monsters, children facility. 
but outside of that, there's Maro and Kiriko, and they, they, they're they searching for a place called Heaven for different reasons, and they each have uh, checkered past to different secrets and all that, and blah, blah, blah. I'm reading off the Mallory right. <laughs> it's not that good of a synopsis, but... So, the, you know, they're just traveling around trying to survive. That's pretty much the show. And then you're, you're trying to figure out the mystery of, like, what's the deal with with these children? Like, what causes these monsters... Um, and then you find out later that like when people die, they turn into the monsters or I think if they're, if they're bitten by a monster, what did you think, Danny? I dropped it. I didn't watch it. I didn't really care for it. Okay. <laughs> this one also has an 8.2 on Mel. It's a pretty high score. I feel that. So yeah, uh, I don't know. This this one is like a pretty 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 decent okay thriller. I wouldn't even say thriller. It's it's more of like a supernatural like action mystery show. It it was interesting how the character of uh, who well so, so each of these two characters had like a unique feature about them. Kiriko was actually somehow. She had well. It's really a he. So Kiriko is is the body of a girl, but the the somehow they had a mind transfer of her brother into her body. I think I think what happened was like the brother was dying and he got into the body somehow. I'm missing some details on there, but in any case, Maro is kind of like in love with her, and they're trying to grapple with that. He, and 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 Kiriko's like, no, I'm a dude. I'm a guy. You know, and <laughs> but it in the body of a girl. So. It's it's kind of like a minor theme to this. Uh, Maru has the ability to kill uh, the monsters and people without having them respawn as monsters. Pretty much, that's what he can do. And so, like they travel across the land. They're, they're finding they're trying to find information about heaven and like what the hell's going on. The uh, the children. God, it gets really weird and like sci fi y where like. The, the children are in this facility and there's this crazy old lady who's who's trying to like she's trying oh, what's she trying to do she's trying to do some kind of scientific like experiment and like figure some shit out like i don't i don't remember exactly what it was <laughs> this is kind of a haze to me in any case why didn't they just kill that old lady <laughs> that's my thoughts danny this old this old lady was like the head of of like the 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 facility, and she just she just looked she was fucking nuts. <laughs> Why don't they just kill her? But then like aliens show up. It's like this really weird thing where like they have cameras on the kids, and the kids are talking to these aliens, but you can't see the aliens on the camera. And the, and like they have like these special powers. Like the children will have like a the children some of the children will have like a trauma, and that trauma will manifest into something deadly, which like hurts other people. It could be like it could be like monstrous tendrils or like a machine or something. And it's, it's fucking weird. So that was kind of cool, but I don't know. It was just, yeah, I think you're right. This was missing just a little something. It it's, I mean, I know people really liked it. Like there are a couple of people in our discord that really, really enjoyed heavenly delusions. I, yeah, I mean, I I can see the appeal. It just wasn't my jam. Like, it wasn't grabbing me. Um, I'm just reading some of the reviews on my anime list. <laughs> it just wasn't Go ahead. my cup of tea, quite frankly. I didn't really care for it. 
There's not a lot of reviews on this. This is so weird. When did this end? Probably this because um, it's on uh, Disney Plus, but it is on Hulu. Oh, okay. That's why. That's why. It is on Hulu for the U.S. though. So maybe. It must have just came out recently. Maybe not a lot of people. No, it was. Because um, uh, it, it aired in Japan April 1st to June 24th, but I'm guessing they didn't put it out right away. Um, From what here. I know, uh, from what I know, it, it, it was like a week later. Oh, that, okay. Maybe that was it too. That they released it um, on Hulu, so because it was um, it was airing, like they were putting out episodes for it, um, just like a week later than Japan was. Um, but maybe because maybe not a lot of reviews is on it is because not a lot of people have Hulu or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't. Yeah, it's watching not on it. I dropped that so. shit. <laughs> Uh, I will say though that the sound effects in the show were pretty good. This had this had good sound design um, that really added to the atmosphere. The animation I, it was it was fine. It was fine. Like the character designs looked a little looked a little odd. They had like kind of uh, oval faces. They didn't have the anime face, which I think is it's fine. It's it's refreshing from the same old like the same face basically. Um. Yeah, I would say this one is lower on my list than the other shows we've talked about so far. But if you're looking for another supernatural mystery thriller show, this is worth checking out. That's 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 what I got to say so far, I guess. Okay. You done? Uh, yeah. So what do we got here? I am looking at the next one, and it is... Uh, Yamada-kun, level 99, what was 99, that? 99. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I should have everybody got a level 99. 99, going to once, going twice, going twice. Level 1,000, level 1,000, going twice. My love right. story with Yamada-kun at level 999. Yeah. This was uh, Studio Madhouse. Danny, did you watch this? Absolutely, I watched this. This is oh. a romance. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, nah. Nah, <laughs> right, that just sucked. <laughs> I watched the first three episodes, and it was Deese. 7.8 on Mel. Um, this girl, she's macking on a slightly younger guy, and he has no emotions. <laughs> that's what I got from that's it. That's what you got from it. And she learns what a video game is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that. Um... <laughs> Akane got dumped by her boyfriend, um, so she was kind of like at her own time low and stuff. So, and um, she plays this MMO called Forest of Savior, and that's kind of where she meets uh, Yamada Kun. And like, there was this event that was happening um, in Japan, like in Tokyo or something like that, and. She just so happened to uh, recognize Yamada's um, like aneurysms, how he was like acting in the game. Did you say aneurysms? Yeah, aneurysms. Like I guess. Um, That's when you have like a brain. No, bleed, not I like think. not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, All right, manner- mannerisms. 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 <laughs> That's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a darker show than I it thought. It is a darker show. Everyone's getting aneurysms. 
Um, yeah. So anyway, so they she joins uh, Yamada's guild, and and they it's pretty much just your very cute romance. Um, I didn't think it was going to lead up to the way that the show ended. I thought they were it was just going to be like this low key subtle romance. But there, there was actually some confessions going around um, later in the show, which I was pretty happy about. But this show was really fun to watch. Um, it's also really, really well done. Like Madhouse is probably top tier of romance. They they have made so many good romance shows. Um, so I yeah I'm saying it right now Madhouse top tier for romance um they know what the fuck they're doing with them um so but Akane another Akane character she she's just so lovable in my opinion um she really brings uh Yamada's um personality out like he's not just this deadpan um cool silent type guy uh close to the end of the show um he starts to kind of come out of his shell uh Akane actually gets sick in the middle of the show and Yamada like takes care of her and she actually thinks that it's uh a dream like Yamada wasn't there it was just like a dream that she was having but he was actually there and was taking care of her and everything so yeah it, it's super cute um if you love romance I definitely highly highly recommend checking this out um I don't want to spend too much time on it even though I would love to talk about more of this where would you rank it of romance shows oh no well at the end we'll have you rank the romance shows this season of this uh I mean there really wasn't a lot of romance that I watched of this season top 20 romance this season top 20 get out of here (laughs) (laughs) okay we're moving on here we got konosuba and i did not end up finishing this yet although i will get back to it this is explosion on this beautiful world on a wonderful world it's a megumin origin story so i hear people were enjoying this one i enjoyed the first couple episodes it's more konosuba everybody go watch konosuba that's all i gotta say Isekai Cheat Skill, Danny, did you watch nope. that one? You know I don't watch Isekais. Kay. Get out of here. Tony Kaku Kawaii, second season. You didn't get that one nope. yet? All right. You might like that first season. I don't know if you tried it or I not. didn't watch the first season, but I heard good things about it. So I may... You would probably like I it. I may go back to it. It's a romance. All right. I know it's a romance. I watched the first it season. It right and I... <laughs> <laughs> I can read. I can read. <laughs> Danny's like... Shut up, I can read. <laughs> Fine. We have another show that's a... Ro- you know what? This is not a romance on my anime list. Drama. It just says drama. It's a slice of Even life. Even though it's... It's kind of a... Ro- it it's could slice be a of life anyway, with like romance Skip undertones. and loafer. Slice of life. Skip and loafer. Yeah. And this is a... Based on a manga by Studio PA Works. This is about a girl named Mitsumi and a boy named Sosuke and, and their friends. And uh, so it's basically kind of a story about people figuring out each other's strengths and weaknesses a little bit um, and like figuring out what they want to do in high school. 
it's a school anime, right? So if you like school yes. animes, this is this is one of the better school animes, I would say. Um, in order to pursue her dream of bringing positive changes to Japan, Mitsumi Iwakura leaves her countryside town to attend a prestigious high school in Tokyo. And she she has like <laughs> she gets like very uh frazzled and anxious about like being overprepared for everything. <laughs> that's kind of her shtick. Well, she wants to be and a so politician she ends up when running... she grows up, so Yeah, that's what she wants to do. And so she she runs into this like lackadaisical boy named uh I just best said his name, Sosuke. And he's kind of like he he's like the most popular boy in school. Girls are always asking him out. Um, he could have any girl he wanted, it, it, basically. And so she befriends him. He has, like, as you learn throughout the story, he's been dealing with some issues himself of like having no motivation to do anything, not wanting to hang out with anybody, not wanting to be friends or have or date or do anything like that. Which I could relate to that. Okay, I feel like. You know, well, this guy maybe he might not be as good looking as me, but I, I relate to him. You know what I mean? Wow. So, <laughs> I got a body for podcasting. <laughs> um, Watch out, ladies. Yeah. No, I, I'm more like the guy from uh, the Kun, Kubo side. Oh, you're uh, Shiraishiku. The door, the automatic doors don't open for me. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that poor, um, poor, oh, poor Trashy. <laughs> when that happened, and Kuba was all like, "Oh, was he's trying to, he's trying to open the door, but it's not working." <laughs> I used to work with a girl who who would sit on one of those like automatic scooters to move it. Wow! Uh, like to park it to charge it, but she no, she, she was she, she didn't need to sit on. It. She was just trying to move it to charge it, and she was too light to like activate it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> that was funny. But anyway, uh, so. I actually like their friends too. So they they have a whole bunch of friends. One of them is uh, Mika. She's like this. She's kind of like a try hard uh, fashion girl. She's like really into fashion and trying. She's trying to date and like move up socially. Uh, that's kind of her big thing. Then you have Yuzuki, who's she's like a girl version of Sosuke a little bit, where she doesn't want to get involved with. She just wants to like. She just wants to have live, friends. Laugh, love, I mean, kinda. like she just wants to have friends and be a girl. She's like, very yeah. pretty. Like. She is definitely She's girl Sosuke she, pretty much. Yeah, she's definitely um popular amongst the boys and stuff. And um there was an episode where Mitsumi uh, uh Yuzuki and uh Makoto were all hanging out like they went to they went someplace I don't care. Oh, they went to the movies. And Makoto uh, she Makoto is kind of similar to uh Mitsumi, uh, Mitsumi where yeah she's like a she taller one yeah. she's pretty smart she doesn't really think about her looks too much she's just going to school to go to school um and she's the type of person that kind of doesn't interact with like anyone who is you know popular or pretty and everything like that and Yuzuki kind of was trying to befriend uh makoto um but makoto wasn't really like you know you're you're popular like i'm not going to talk to you kind of bit and yuzuki uh uh, mitsumi kind of like noticed that and then i i can't remember like mitsu mitsumi 
uh, said something to Yuzuki and was all like, Yuzuki likes this. And, you know, Makoto, don't you like this as well? And that's kind of like how they started bonding. And that's when like Makoto was all like, I'm sorry that I judged you for how you look and everything like that. I didn't know that like you just wanted to like hang out with the girls and everything like that. So they became like pretty good friends and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was, it was cute how Mitsumi uh, kind of like prodded them into a friendship. Yeah. A bit. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a very interesting show. I really liked this one a lot. Um, yeah. And I really like the character design too. It looks oh, better so or not good. better. It it's looks so good. It looks more lifelike, not lifelike. It looks more kind of like the characters are a little bit uglier than regular anime, but it, in a good way. It's, they have more variety. The, the I don't the know who did character whole design. animation is just very soft and subtle. It's not very like harsh lines or anything like that. Um, so I I think that's what's kind of more appealing to me is that the the like overall like colors that they use is very more like pastel kind of colors versus like these bright and bold um colors that you'd normally see in anime so yeah and the the mangaka was uh misaki takamatsu that's who Mm -hmm. so in a way they did the character design i guess but um the original ones uh so what did we think overall of skip and loafer i thought that it was like I thought that they were going to have more of a direct romance for a minute, but then I realized they weren't. It does do like the typical school thing where like they have the school festival. Yes. And a bunch of other stuff. Um, there's like the summer vacation. There's various other I'm, things. I'm actually so, not mad that there was very little romance in it. I think it was pretty. Yeah, that's good. It that's was a pretty good refreshing not to like have that be the main focus because because this type of thing like definitely has the potential of be of being a romance kind of thing um like from me to you and and everything um but like it definitely did a good job with just sticking with the whole like friendship kind of uh relationship really especially between more about friendship yeah especially between a boy and a girl um so i that's illegal (laughs) <laughs> anyway um it was all the characters realizing that they didn't need they didn't need what they thought they needed i think each character had something where like they had some kind of revelation yeah especially like, even, th- even the uh go ahead uh, i was gonna say like from from your point there um i think mika definitely had the most um realization yeah out of yeah. the whole thing because you know she was the type of person that you know wanted to date uh, Sosuke and but like Sosuke wasn't interested because Sosuke had such a good time hanging out with Misumi and stuff and Mika was kind of jealous of Mitsumi so and Mika was kind of like why uh, she like went up to um, Mitsumi because Misumi was like talking to her and Mika was all like why are, like you know I don't like you so like why are you hanging out with me kind of thing and but then you know, the more that Mika hung out with the group and everything, she realized that, you know, um, such a, such a girl thing to, to be jealous. It's not. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, 
it's great to have a friend like this. And I think she really realized that once she met Mitsumi's uncle or aunt. Um, and yeah, Nao-chan was, I don't know if they were trans or just cross-dressing, but it, it, I, it no, was they're something trans, to that effect. Like, I th- oh, they were trans. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was hilarious that Sam couldn't figure that out. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think about that. I thought Nao-chan like, was Like, they directly kind of stated it, too. So, but I think it, it was really. But she was one of the nicest characters, oh, too. Oh, like she, she was a yeah, great her, character. Her little, her little chat with Mika was great. Oh, when they went, like, because they, who, uh, Sosuke and. They were having a sleepover. Well, no, not that, but, like, the, the um, they were, like, spying on uh, Mitsumi and Sosuke because they went to, like, the zoo or something like that. Um, oh shit! That must have happened. And later. and Nao Chan, this was before the sleepover. Um, Nao Chan was like in boys' clothes and stuff, and like Nao Chan noticed um, Mika, and like Mika noticed Nao Chan, and um, the, Mika was all like, "You're following them," and Nao Chan's like, "Yeah, that's my niece," and. And she was all like, "Oh, so you must be," because uh, he meant she mentioned, "Yeah, I'm I'm Mitsumi's uncle," because he they were they were in um like male clothes and stuff. Um, but then after a while, there uh, Naochan was all like, "Well, they're doing fine. I'm just like," and like she took off like the boys' clothes, and then that's when Mika was all like, "Wait, you're Mitsumi's uh, aunt." aren't you and and now chan was all like yeah that's me so um that's so weird now <laughs> now would just be like i'm the uncle yeah. wait i actually i'm the aunt <laughs> <laughs> it's like mrs doubtfire <laughs> <laughs> i loved that episode though like i thought it was so great um yeah so i liked her chat with her in the elevator and like outside and she's yes. like if you want to be friends like you better fucking get your ass yeah. back up there. <laughs> she yeah. didn't say it like that. She said it in a much nicer way. But <laughs> yeah, um, that's yeah. so great. I loved it. I, another another character I liked was uh, Tokiko. She was the, uh, the the vice student council oh, character. Oh yeah, and she was she was she was like a super try hard. Straight laced uh, everything has gal. everything has to be uh, put on the calendar and calculated out. And she learned from Mitsumi to just enjoy the moment. Yeah. And also she learned from the, the guy who who beat her for student council that, you know, it, it's, it's more than trying hard. And, like, she just doesn't – she might not have the natural talent that he does. And it's a, a bunch of other stuff. It's okay but, yeah. to be laid back every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, we mentioned a bunch of stuff. This is a great show. Uh, one of the better shows of the season, I would say, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So next we have Dangers in My Heart. And I just burped a little bit. The Dangers <laughs> in My Heart. This this was a teasing show. This got a very high score. I didn't watch this one, but I think I should because a lot of people really liked this. Zayla really liked yeah, this I mean, if, one. If you liked, if you liked Kubo, you, you like this. I mean, this is... I don't know. I was just so overwhelmed by like a lot of the teasing shows. I didn't want to like... Only one at a time. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, I I finished Nagataro second season, and then Kubo came in, and then this one, I was all like, okay, that's too much. Like, yeah, they're really milking it. Um, <laughs> so the dangers of my heart. This is a popular show. A lot of people in Discord like it. This is about uh, a okay, it's a girl and a boy. So, 
Okay, here we go. Kotaro Ichikawa, he's the boy. He's this shy, reserved, like super emo, not literally emo, but he's just like very shut off student and he's a middle school student but he, <laughs> he thinks he's a bloodthirsty killer in episode one he's not but he he wants to see his classmate uh ana yamada in pain <laughs> at, at first but then it turns out he actually has a crush on her and she's also she also happens to be like a model and everybody in school you know likes her and everything it's a little bit like uh komi-san but the opposite i would say uh well no not quite he's he's like god this is this is like a a little bit of a twist so like he he's kind of he's like a dweeb he kind of sucks but he doesn't suck that bad he yeah he's very like he's shy and reserved but he's angry but he's nice (laughs) Um, sounds like an emo kid to me yeah he doesn't uh (laughs) At first, at first, he like can't talk to girls or like other people in his class, and he he seems like I don't know, just like almost autistic or something. But he's not. He he has like random outbursts where he's like thinking of something, and he'll like make he'll like exclaim in the middle of class, and it's just like super chuny. But uh, he's so so the girl uh, Anna Yamada, she she kind of breaks through his shell. And for some fucking reason, she likes him. <laughs> she must have like a fetish for this type of character, because like this guy is not the typical, you know, like boy that a girl would like. This is a very specific taste. <laughs> so hey, if you're a weird guy, just lean into it, but don't be too creepy. <laughs> um, that, that's what I kept thinking. I was like, there's, she's like a head taller than him. She's so much taller than him. <laughs> She has like a like she must have like some kind of nurturing fetish or something, but yeah. So she breaks through. He he starts to open up a little bit. She teases him a lot. She's way 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 out of his league, kind of. But actually, she's kind of dumb too. So she you know she eats a lot or whatever. But she's still like a model because she's like a kid, I guess. So uh, this was a pretty decent show. There's no way that this show deserves over an eight, at least compared to other shows on Mal. If the average score is like a seven, this is like above average, but not crazy above it. I don't understand how the show got such a high score. It's not, it's not like any better than the other teasing shows and those shows have lower scores. So what's the deal? Somebody has to explain this. (laughs) I don't understand it. It's know. a short king. He's a, he's a short king. Maybe that's why. <laughs> uh, it's kind of all of our dream is just to get just to get wrapped up in a super hot chick who's taller than us. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know the deal here. I don't have a lot to say. Like, it was cute. There were some good moments in it. It's hard to say. Yeah, I'm gonna give it like a. I'd give it like a six, I guess. But yeah, there's there's or. I'd give it up. Yeah, I'd give it like a six. Dangerous in my heart. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why I'm an idiot. <laughs> I just don't see. Let's see. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure it out. It'd be nice if if somebody else could just explain this to me. Maybe Zayla could explain it to you. Well, okay. I guess what happens is like she likes him because partly because he he's not such a horn dog going after her all the time. He's more, he's like respectful of her, but not like simping, if that makes sense. 
and he you, she can tell that he cares about her and he's like thinking of her um cuz it's kind of contrasted with the other boys in his class just like talking about boobs and stuff all the time and just being like pretty cringy <laughs> so but i mean they're middle school so like i don't blame him but um i guess he's more mature than the other classmates but he's he's just very short <laughs> so uh yeah and he has kind of like a kind of a bad attitude to towards some things but it's not i don't know it's, he, it's just like shyness i guess anyway dangers of my heart pretty okay way overrated there's no way this should be that high that's my that's my hot take. Overrated or underrated? Overrated, overrated. overrated. It's 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 fine, but it's not an eight point two on Mal. Mm-hmm. Fine, it's not it's not that good. It's not better than Skip and Loafer. Like Skip and Loafer has an eight point one on Mal. Mm-hmm. This is but Skip that's, and that is a way better show. A, uh, it's not a teasing, a teasing show, show, but there's there's more to that show than this one. But I would say that I would say this like Dangers of My Heart. I like all the other teasing shows except for maybe Usaki John. I, I fucking didn't like that one. I didn't like her character design. But like the, I think the other teasing shows are better than this one, and I think Kubo is funnier. I think uh, Nagat. I can't even remember Nazaki Kun and whatever. <laughs> Nagaki is better. They're all better than this one. That's my two cents. Next show we have Dead Mount Death Play. Did anybody watch nope. it? No. All right, next show we have Insomniacs After School. This is the sleeper hit, or should I say not sleeper hit, of the season. It is a Leiden Films production based on a manga. It's a, it's a romance. It's in a school. This is about two characters named Isaki, the girl, and Ganta, the guy, and he was the husband. And these characters both have uh, different versions of Insomnia. You figure out why... Isaki has insomnia, and then you don't really figure out why Ganta has insomnia, but like you kind of have to imply it, I guess. But anyway, so they have insomnia. They they get caught. Uh, well, like it's really cool. It's kind of like the show. Um, I should recommend it here. Oh, here it is, Call of the Night. Right, it's a little bit like Call of the Night, which aired a little while back, where you have a character who's just like out at night. They're exploring, you know, the nighttime when they when they shouldn't because they they don't relate to the daytime. This is a little bit different from that. These characters just literally have trouble sleeping, so they meet each other at night and they they develop this bond. And then they 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 find since they're so tired during the day, they have to sleep at some point or they'll fucking die. So like, they they get like these naps and they sneak them in in the observatory at their school at their high school. And they eventually get caught by a teacher and like, they think the, t- the teacher's like, did you have sex in there? And they're like, no, we're too tired. <laughs> but yeah. So then they're, they're basically like forced into uh, joining the astronomy club in order to not get in trouble from that. So they, they start up the astronomy club to, cause they have this like big ass telescope in their school and they might as well fucking use it. Right. Luckily Ganta, uh, you know, he, he does happen to enjoy photography. So he's, he's doing that. And they're learning about astronomy and they go through their, you know, like this, a better part of a school year is where this takes place. And, uh, you know, they're just, it's basically just like a love story where they're like slowly falling for each other and, you know, they go on a trip and everything. And, uh, it's, it's like super romantic, I would say, especially like with the night scenes and, and, uh, the girl opening up to him, 
there's so many characters. Isaki's opening up to him, and, and she she tells him like she has like a heart condition that causes her a lot of anxiety. He he has like oh I think part of it is like he he was raised by a single father. Uh, he doesn't have a mother in his life, so that might be part of it. But in any case, like it's it's just like a really well done romance, like really well directed, I would say. And and the atmosphere is is just right. It feels like a summertime show. This is like the perfect summertime show. So I would I would definitely suggest it for that. And I'll mention this show again later as we talk about our OPs and EDs. But yeah, uh, as far as side characters, I think that the teachers were cool. Yui was one of the uh, arcade people who got to works with. But this is mostly like a two-character show. That's kind of the main deal. I, I will say, though, As- Asaki's sister is is uh, pretty funny. She kind of goads them and, and uh, gives her blessings and all that. So if you're looking for just kind of like a straight-up romance show, this is this is a great one. So everybody check this out. Insomniacs After School. What do we have next, Annie? We have, oh, God, Ancient Magus Bride Season 2. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. What time? Okay, I... We got four so, hours, Danny. So go ahead. Aside from, <laughs> aside from Ancient Magus Bride, there is only one other show that I watched. Just so you uh, know. Yeah, I I put Ranking of Kings on hold. My home hero, I might drop. I'm I'm done after this actually. Okay. Oh, uh, Witch for Mercury. Me and Sam are gonna cover that. But yeah. Okay. Um. So an- What's the other show? Oh, Birdie, Birdie Wing Season 2. The other two. show that I'm, I'm I watched that too, was uh, My Clueless First Friend. Okay, talk about that one really quick. Okay. Um, and then do Magus Bride. My Clueless First Friend was actually fantastic. Um, I think it's absolutely a super underrated show, and everyone needs to fucking watch it. Um, what kind of show is it? It's just like um like a cute comedy slice of life. Um it's about like elementary school schoolers and this girl named Akane, another another character named Akane. Um and like her her class kind of makes fun of her and calls her the Grim Reaper. Um but this transfer student meets her and was all is all like they call it the class calls you the grim reaper that's so cool like you you're probably like the most um strongest person on the planet like to have a nickname like the grim reaper you know that's awesome so like he he's literally clueless anytime you know some classmate kind of like picks on akane or even makes fun of her for that matter um, if, uh, Takada w- is there, like, he kind of just, like, reverse psychology, psychologies, uh, his classmates and says, you know, oh, but she's so cute, though. Like, how can she, you know, not look good in this, like, witch costume? So, um, it's super cute. Um, episode seven is probably, like, the episode of the season for me um episode seven they like go on a field trip and akane's dad he makes akane's lunch and like he he makes these marinated eggs 
and he like grabs the toothpicks and Akana is all like, why are you giving me so many uh, marinated eggs? Like that's too many for, for me. And her dad was all like, ah, but like, they're not just any, any like ordinary marinated eggs. They're like, I put a spell on them. And she's all like, okay, weirdo, just give me my lunch so I can go on this field trip. And so she goes on this field trip and they go to lunch with like her and her friends. And, you know, it's the whole typical trope on like everyone looks at everybody's lunches and Akane's friends are all like, wow, Akane, like those marinated eggs look really awesome. Like here, let's let, you know, if you give me one of your eggs, I'll give you some of my lunch. So it was like a very cute, lighthearted thing um, because Akane never really had any friends, but now she has friends. So um, she took a picture of her friend, like of all her and her friends having lunch. And she like texted, texted the photo to her dad and was all like, your marinated eggs were, were a big hit amongst my friends. And then like he started crying a little bit. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cute. I love it. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's my clueless first friend. Everyone watch it. It's literally the most underrated show ever. And it's amazing. I love it. So, and then Ancient Magus Bride. Everybody strap in. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient Magus. Danny, I'm going to give you six minutes. Six minutes. Oh, no. Um, Ancient Magus Pride uh, leaves off with um, Chisei being enrolled into this school called the college, and it's pretty much a school for alchemy, alchemists, um, and excuse me, um, pretty much now Chisei is like in this like high school life kind of thing, except like there's more I guess more magic involved and more alchemy that it's involved uh the characters that she interacts with um there's this one character called Zoe his name's Zoe and he is actually a um he's half human half uh what the heck is the thing Half daddy. Half daddy. No, um, gosh, Mal is t- is awful. How can <laughs> Are you looking you for characters? Use that for the characters. Jeez, it's so bad. Um, it lists them in like the the dumbest order. I think it's just like popularity order. And they don't take anything else into account. It's awful. And it, no, it's 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 actually not in popularity order. It's like in random. I don't know how they even do this. So, like what is the order that's here? dumb that's dumb we're going back to yeah animus. go to your go to your we're other side go to, to the fandom we're going to go to the go to the uh ancient magus bride fandom just type that in on, uh on yeah well that's too much too um where the what are you looking for i can't be any help oh ancient here he is magus okay i found him um zoe fandom. oh it doesn't even say his freaking um species name um well anyway he's like half he's like a demi-human so and like he wears these earmuffs to like kind of muffle out sound um because he's his hearing is his hearing and his sense of smell is very sensitive um so and then later you kind of find out that he's a demi-human uh kind of similar to like how medu like what medusa is where like 
you look into Medusa's eyes and you turn to stone, well, it's similar to Zoe. Um, like if you look into his eyes, um, you kind of get paralyzed. So, um, and Zoe can is very sensitive to the smell and he smells the cursed arm that Chisei has. So at first, like Zoe thought that Chisei was like this monster of a person and, you know, he kept like staying away from from Chisei and stuff. But then, you know, they kind of clarified the miscommunication and everything like that and Chisei kind of like showed Zoe like, yeah, this is my arm. You know, you're th- I was cursed by a dragon, blah, blah, blah. Um, she's kind of not like hiding the fact that she's a mage and that she got is cursed with this cursed arm and stuff. So, um, but it's I I am enjoying it. I I do I do like the contexts that are going into um, this season right now. It's very different compared to the first season. Um, it's a little bit more refreshing and there are a lot more characters that you're introduced. Um, you get, I, I, I'm a big fan of Alice, who's the, the blonde girl alchemist. And you see her a lot in, in this, in this season. So, um, but the real, there's some, some shady shit that's going on between like, some other characters and and I can't want more some clarification so I need I I have I'm having like a hard time kind of like giving a solid opinion on this second season without like the context that the end of this season had so um is this like uh is the story still continuing I assume I um yes yeah there's gonna be a part two so it's another part two kind of deal it's gonna come out it's gonna come out uh in the fall so fall 2023 okay so it's probably probably better to just wait for that one yeah yeah i mean they they definitely see this is why i hate the whole like part two things it's all like just give me give me the 24 episodes for crying out loud (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you want twenty four episodes in a row? Yes. Like, uh, like Vinland Saga. Yeah, like why they? Did but I mean, it's Vinland- better than just waiting like five years. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's true. But like, you know, they did it with Vinland Saga. Why can't they just do it with this? Like, just give me the twenty four episodes. Yeah, come on. So. I would prefer the Vinland Saga style, but I understand why they do it like this. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It, it but still, I'm like, ugh, give me more. <laughs> it looks like it's a new studio, so this is all they've done, actually. Is yeah, this, this is um, a new studio. It's Studio... I have no Kafka. idea. Kafka. Yeah, Kafka. Kafka. So, um, yeah, this is pretty much all they've done. I actually do like the animation compared to, I believe, what studio did the first season. That sounds right. Um. So it kind of, I mean, the colors of like Chisei's hair kind of looks a little bit more uh, bolder, but honestly, I don't really see much of a difference. Um, I think I think it looks great. So, um, yeah, and that's about it. That's pretty much all I watched. Yeah, there's 
there's more shows that, that were out there. Yeah. We just can't watch them I didn't all. Get, so. I was in the middle of watching um, Otaku Elf, um, but I didn't. I did not finish that one. So yeah, people seem to enjoy that show. Yeah, it's it's um, a cute show. I, saw it I mean, it's 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 a slice of life type of thing, really. Um, I kind of have to rewatch um, some episodes again because I fell asleep <laughs> so i don't remember what happened <laughs> but it's cute like it's definitely well an well animated um and the op is pretty catchy so right on um do we want to say so we got anime of the yeah, season of the and season our favorite op and, and eds yeah uh okay so which order do we want to go? Doesn't Let's matter. Let's do anime of the season. <laughs> okay, because some a couple times we've forgotten to mention. I know, that. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, for me, I'm just looking at my list. I think there there were actually a lot of good shows. Okay, this one's not really fair. Vinland Saga season two, anime of the season. That's not really even close. <laughs> um, but if we're talking like new non sequels. Then I will say I was pleasantly surprised by I'm gonna say actually skipping loafer. That is totally fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's between skipping and loafer, insomniacs, and I think that's it. Actually, I mean, I mean the, the the other shows were all good. Don't get me wrong. Like Hell's Paradise was really enjoyable, but and uh, Ocean Co was was also very good. But yeah. Insomniacs or Skip and Loafer, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Skip and Loafer, just because Insomniacs was a little bit one note, mm -hmm. but in a good way. But it, it it wasn't as as like wide of a as of themes as it could have had. Mm -hmm. But it did it did its one thing very well. But Skip and Loafer had more going on. So there we go. Okay. Vinland Saga slash Skip and Loafer. Vinland Saga slash. <laughs> Um, let's see. I mean, there are some good ones that I really enjoyed. You know what? We're going to do my love story with Yamada-kun as anime of the season for me. I really liked that one. And I guess as a sequel, we'll go with Ancient Magus Bride. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Everyone take a shot. <laughs> I really like Demon Slayer this season too. That was really fun. It was fun. good. It uh, was quite the, enjoyable. The Shonen were good this season. It was good. I just, I'm just a sucker for Demon Slayer. I fucking love that. I shit. mean, it's, it's a Shonen. So what'd you expect? But it's a good one. It, it looks so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> they got all those cool effects from Ufotable. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Favorite OP and favorite ED. I will start with my favorite OP and it is from the show Hell's Paradise and the name is Work by Millennium Parade and Sheena Ringo. That's a good one. This was just like this had a combination of like cool animation and a catchy song. Some of the other ones had like one or the other. But yeah, like Demon Slayer had like cool animation but the song wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. So then Moving on to some other ones, good vice versa, blah blah blah. This one had a little bit of everything, so I picked Hell's Paradise. What do you got, Danny? 
Um, my pick is uh, Mellow by Kena Suda for Skippin' Loafer. So. See, I'm just like, I, I, I don't really, I'm not drawn to the it's, slower OPs. It's the dance. No, the, what are you talking about? This didn't have a slow OP. I'm thinking of a different one, aren't I? This one had the dance. Oh, shit. Did this have a dance? Yeah. Here, let me, I'll share it for you. I got it, you got I got it, it I got okay. it. Here we go. It's had the dance. Oh, there's an umbrella. That's plus one point. <laughs> <laughs> there was the dance in it. They did the dance in it. So any 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 OP with a dance is a, is a win for me. So. I'm thinking of, uh, what is it? Love is Hard for an Otaku or whatever. Is that the one where they did, they had like a little dance in there too? Where like every character was a model? Uh, they did like a hand dance kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Skip and Loafer's OP is pretty good. I really liked it. It's cute. It shows you all the characters and yeah. and everything. And then like the climax, like when they start um with the the lyrics or, or um uh I don't remember. But they do like this cute little dance between uh Misumi and Sonosuke and it's it's just, ugh, I love it. I'm watching it right now, and it's really cute. <laughs> I will say, though, that this season actually had very strong shows, but surprisingly weak OPs and EDs. Yeah. Comparatively. Ugh. I think that some other seasons have had much better OPs and EDs than this season. Oh, the Vinland Saga was, was, was great. I just didn't want to pick that twice because I already yeah, picked it. Yeah, you did that last time. For the first impressions. Yeah. But here we go. Favorite ED. Well, what's Sam? Sam put her her favorite. Oh, Sam, here we go. Gorsh. Oh, God. <laughs> Witch from Mercury, Mobile Suit, Gundam. <laughs> yeah. oh, Slash oh, by God. Yama. She's going to murder you. <laughs> <sighs> Never mind me murdering you. I locked you. all She's the robots. She's going to murder you. Robots in space. God. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right, Nick. Favorite ED. Favorite ED. And this was actually my favorite song of the season, regardless of OP or ED. And this was, I, I hope I'm getting it right. This is from the show Insomniacs After School. And the song is called Lapse by Homecomings. And this is just like a perfect atmosphere. It's just such a fucking good. It's a vibe. Cap to every episode. It's definitely a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. It, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like nostalgic a little bit and it's just great you know high tier ed there you go what do you got um mine is uh mephesto by queen b and it's the ed for oshinoko oh i didn't even watch that let's see this one's a good one oshinoko ed here we go it's a good one. Keep talking, Danny. It's I'm a watching. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just it, let's listen to me watch. <laughs> it 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 really sets the tone for the show. Um, I mean, it's not like too extravagant, really. Um, it's just it's very simple, in my opinion, and it kind of it's more it's pretty energetic they're walking up and down the stairs I mean, it's right just that's more of like the grimy t uh aspect of the show whereas the op is kind of more of the upbeat idol thing 
the ed is is like the true um theme of of the show really so it's yeah it's mo- i gotta say i like i like the vocals in oh song. i love I the like, song uh, like mephest like queen bee is great like i think this is one of my favorite songs by queen bee um so yeah like the the oh the ed itself isn't as like like yeah that's good animation or anything like that it's just more of like an ambiance and kind of yeah so you have like this upbeat idol type of op this is going to be your drama suspenseful type of grudge vendetta type of ed yeah yeah so they got the, the characters have their hoodies up and yeah yep. and i think that's what that's i cool. like about it really so and then sam what do you got what do you got for us sam well gosh i got <laughs> vinland saga got tired of the space so i went to the farm <laughs> oh, and i did my fishing pole dance on the farm <laughs> like in the goofy fishing movie pole dance. Oh, God. she's gonna kill All right. you this is uh, from Vinland Saga Season 2, Ending 2. And actually, both EDs for Vinland Saga were fire. They were both yeah, they were phenomenal. Can't go wrong. Uh, this, was by, uh, this was by LMYK called Without Love. Hmm. Vinland Saga was just like by far the best thing that came out this season. I don't even think it was close. Well, why don't Nothing you... Nothing else was close. Why don't you just audible and have that as your anime of the season? No, that that is my anime <laughs> oh, of the right, season. Oh, that's right, for your but sequels. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a sequel, so I also put a new... Like, my favorite new show of the season. Gotcha. But yeah, anime season officially for me, Vinland Saga season two. Yeah. By a lot. Actually, anime of the year so far, I think. Wow. I don't know what else has come out so far. I forgot. My, my voice... Well, it's only it was winter and spring, so... We, get, we uh, still got summer and fall left, so. Technically, also Vinland, also Vinland Saga was a carryover from winter, but it 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 had not finished in winter, so we didn't, we couldn't fully review it at that mm-hmm. point. But, um, yeah, actually, I don't even think it's close. I think that's for sure my favorite of the year so far. But we're only we're only halfway through the year for anime, yeah. so. Wow! Look at you, Nick. <laughs> Well, I think that's about it. I know what I'm about. <laughs> Wait till I finish Megumin's side story. Oh, That'll be the number one. Oh, boy. Don't <laughs> hold your breath. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, this this is going to be a long episode, so, but thank you. F- yeah, two hours and thank change. Thank you for pulling through uh, and everything, and hopefully Sam will be back with us next week. If not, we still have Goofy. Oh, God. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bully Sam into joining again. Uh, please, Sam, come back. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you so much for listening every week, every time, and every day. And we'll see you next week. Bye. That 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 that's all, folks. Oh Looney Tunes now. Jeez. Ugh.